Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this special edition, Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Thomas Terry, and today I have with me my producer, Joey Gonzalez, David Castaneda, and Giancarlo Cacho. We have a spectacular show planned for you today where we'll talk about some Bobcat and Rattler sports as well as some national news. Before we get started, let's throw it to Giancarlo with a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast, Bobcat Radio. Located on northbound frontage road of I-35, Aguadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, John Carla. Before we get started, I want to do a very special shout out. A happy 50th birthday to my father, Stephen Terry. Happy birthday, Dad. I love you the so goat. much, man. Hope you have a wonderful day today. Now, let's get into San Marcos High School basketball. Last night, the San Marcos men's basketball team beat the Judson Rockets with a final score of 100 to 62. 100 to 62. Let that set in real quick. That That's not an easy feat to accomplish in high school basketball. 100 points, guys. How are we feeling about this game? Oh, my gosh. Me and Joey were there watching the game on the call, and it was like Judson just picked up some wrecked kids. They, they went to the YMCA. They said, let's get a couple of kids out here, put them in our jerseys, and let's go and try to beat San Marcos Rattlers. And they did horrible. It was disgusting type of basketball I saw. Nothing but threes. They didn't get nothing in the paint. It was horrible. And just to see how San Marcos destroyed them and manhandled them. I mean, this is boys basketball, yeah. but those were men playing out there tonight, oh, yeah. uh, last night. And it was yeah. spectacular to see, especially Malik Presley. He was out there fruit ninja, cutting it up uh, <laughs> out there in the lane, getting to the free throw line. And, I mean, it's just exciting to see what he's doing. And it's exciting to see where he's going to go next season for his collegiate career. But him, Caden Gums, getting the uh, assists that he got all game. He was finding everybody. They tried double-teaming him. I mean, they tried double-teaming him in the fourth quarter, and the game was already over. I don't know what Judson was thinking, but he still got his assists, finding the open man, and it was exciting to see what uh, the San Marcos Rattlers boys were doing last night. I'll take a little bit of a different approach to what Giancarlo just mentioned about the the Judson part because I think the Rattlers were on fire last night. There was nothing that any high school could do last night. Everybody was hitting their shots. There were four guys in double figures for Sam Marcus, Malik Presley with a season high, 26 points, Caden Gums with 19, Javen Kofor with 18, and Matias Perkins with 11. And just to put into perspective that everybody was scoring the ball, the quarterback, Isaiah DeLeon, with two deep balls, he had six points from beyond the arc. And he was the guy entering last night's game who didn't, who wasn't averaging a point per game, along with Abel Trevino. He got things going as well. He had six points as well. This is a San Marcos team who was hitting from everywhere. And they had 35 points in the second quarter. They were above the 50-point mark by halftime. I mean, this team was untouchable last night. And as a result, they are one win away from claiming the district crown. Yeah, I mean, you talk about one of the best high school basketball teams in Texas. If you're going to have any sort of shot against them, you got to hope for a little bit of luck. And last night, Judson did not get that. 100 points in a high school game. I cannot remember the last time I saw that. 
definitely not in my high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, a 27 game win streak now. Like you said, they were sp- uh, spreading the floor. Everybody was getting their touches, and they were just able to put up an amazing performance and, uh, you know, kind of do what everybody expected them to do. I mean, I don't know if anybody expected this, but really, really good performance from San Marcos I. And also they set a record at 33 wins, um, so they're uh, their most wins in a regular nice. season for San Marcos. And then later, you know, LeBron broke – his record, so it was just a record-breaking night, and we got, and we got some raisin canes fried chicken too. <laughs> a point nine four winning percentage. I mean, this is a team that's hard to beat. Just real quick, I wanted to go back to David's point. He talked about how do you beat this team with a little bit of luck. I mean, it's going to require that because uh, during the broadcast, John Carlo, you and I talked about it. you tried to double team Malik Presley. Caden Gums is open. You double team Caden Gums. Somebody else is open. This team has way too many stars, and I I don't know what you can do besides go zone heavy and just hope that you can get some stops? I don't know. What do you all think about stopping this Rattler team? I think some teams need to come up with some answers quick come playoff time because I, you know, I just don't see how with a team this well-rounded that plays so good together, not only scoring the ball but rebounding the ball, you know, playing defense, they're going to be a tough team to beat. But let's go ahead and pivot over to the girls' side of basketball. Last night, they traveled to play their final game of the year against Judson. They fell to the Rockets 37-15, concluding their season at 14-19 on the year. We have, um, although they lost this game, and it wasn't necessarily a great season by standards, they have seven returning players, including their leading scorer, freshman Azario Fennell. So they have a lot to look forward to next year. How are we guys feeling about next season for them? Yeah, I mean, you you just mentioned it. Seven players is a large returning class. The boys' basketball team, I believe they have two guys returning. So you got one team who's really strong, but where will they be next year? And this girls' team, although they didn't have a playoff-caliber year, they still have a lot of girls returning. Azzy Fennell, as you just mentioned, she's she's been great as a freshman. This team will be fun to watch down the road, and I think they play physical night in and night out. It will be a team that should be able to make a push for the playoffs next year. Most definitely. Yeah, and when you have the that kind of season, you know, from a coach's perspective, um, in what might be an unpopular opinion, that's kind of exactly what you want is all those players returning. You know, uh you'd like to think that, you know, you'd want to get a, a variety of players in there to try to see if you can mix something up, uh, change up the, the culture on the team. But I think what needs to stick around is the chemistry and winning winning starts with chemistry. And, and I believe that they could really turn it around next year um, with the amount of players returning. Yeah, if you're the coach, it's disappointing the season that they had. Um, just the, the – kind of basketball they put on display was disappointing to say the least and I'll keep it at that because at the end of the day these are high school girls they're playing to have fun but it is a bright spot to see that they have a lot of returning players because you just need to build a culture if you're not winning at least be there for each other and practice support each other have each other's backs because I mean it's not in the win column you don't see it but it's in those behind the scenes where teams build success and like you said David chemistry is what you need to build success and then paying attention to the fundamentals. We saw a game last week where their passes were just lackluster. They had no power to them. They had no purpose. You need to practice free throws, passing, attention to detail, setting screens, getting the plays set, uh, breaking presses. They couldn't break any presses against when we saw Steele the other other week. So 
just those attention to detail in the girls returning is what I think will get this San Marcos girls basketball program back on track. Yeah, and we would like to say farewell and good luck to the seniors on that team. Jade Hernandez, Felicity Calderon, Amaya Moore, and Sailor Upshaw, who will be continuing her basketball career at University of Mary, Mary Hardin Baylor next year. So congratulations to her. And, you know, just to end the high school level, I've always appreciated the level of mental aptitude that these boys and girls have to have when they're playing this sport. You know, they're still, like you said, high school kids. And with social media nowadays, it's easy to find yourself kind of bringing yourself down to a dark place. But I believe that these girls next year, they're going to be on the come up. And these guys, they're getting ready for some playoff basketball. So now we are going to take a break really quickly, but don't go anywhere because we will be right back on KTSW 89.9, The Other Side of Radio. Welcome back to KTSW, The Other Side of Radio. Now we're going to pivot to some collegiate hoops. The Texas State men's basketball team, they are going up against Arkansas Arkansas State tomorrow night at Strahan Arena at 7 o'clock. Arkansas State has a record of 10-15, and 15 and they are 2-8. and eight and Sunbelt Conference play so far. Guys, what are y'all looking most forward to tomorrow night? This team has to get something going again. They're currently riding a three-game losing streak with their last win coming inside of Strahan Arena on January 26th. Currently, they are fourth, fourth, bot, fourth closest to the bottom right now, just behind South Alabama. But just one win could put them in the in the tenth place spot, I believe. And after that, you'd only need to win four games in the Sun Belt Conference tournament in order to win it all. And last year, Louisiana was the number eight seed, and they went all the way to the championship game and almost almost clinched a spot in the NCAA tournament. So really, get into the dance, play as minimal games as possible, and see where your journey can take you. Yeah, this Texas State men's team. I said it last night. They stink. But a good thing is that the Arkansas State uh, team also stinks. They're the bottom of the conference. So you got two stinky teams playing against each other. And hopefully Texas State, with that advantage in the rankings, can pull some momentum and get this win, this lost streak off their back. Because once you build momentum towards the end of the season, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And that's what my coach preached when we played basketball in high school. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. So they've started lackluster and then they've had some ups and downs some inconsistency you've seen they've had some injuries as well which never helps a team but if they're able to go in into this matchup and not worry about their loss streak and not worry about the past and just focus on the now the present and what they can do with it that will get this team back on track and hopefully far in the tournament because they've had great teams like the past two seasons and then just flunked out in the first round in the Sun Belt. so yeah, and Joey, back to what you said. They got to turn it around, and um, and and not only to just sound optimistic, but I honestly truly believe that this game is going to be their chance to do it. They're playing a team that is uh, right along there with them in the rankings, and you know, approaching the the the, the mid tail end of the season here, you have to start making a push, and you have to start making teams take you seriously. Um, like Giancarlo said, uh, we have we have a bunch of uh, injuries. We got players that that left. Uh, so it's it's no matter what, it's going to be a tough season. Lots of unfortunate events, but you still got to you still got to play for something. And um, I believe they can turn it around here. 
Oh, yeah. So we will not be on the call this game. However, KTSW will still be heavily involved with Miles Vaughn reporting that game at 7 o'clock once again tomorrow night at Strahan Arena. If you're not doing anything, go out and show some support. Make sure you go. It's blackout night. Oh, yeah. That sounds fun. I I bet it's going to be fun. On Saturday, just a quick outlook. I know they'll probably cover this on Friday as well, but they're playing Old Dominion at 4 o'clock. What are some things that we need to look into or that they need to look into, not just Mason Harrell, but getting this team going for Old Dominion, the one and only matchup? Yeah, well, with Old Dominion, that team doesn't stink. They're good. So (laughs) with that one, you have to, as a team, you have to collect, you have to circle that on the calendar. You have to say, going into practice, study your film. Outside of practice, outside of practice, don't be going to the mark. Don't be going outside and having fun. You focus on what the goal is at hand, and that's to improve your record and get as and to become a threat to other teams in the Sun Belt. Because if I'm a Sun Belt team, if I'm Troy, uh, James Madison, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, I'm looking at Texas State and I'm like, I do not care. I do not care that we're playing the Texas State Bobcats. So um, with that in mind, you just have to focus on each other, having each other's backs. And executing your plays, getting rebounds, getting those hustle stats. If you get those hustle stats, getting touches on the ball, even if it's not steal, just disrupting Old Dominion's offense will give them a, a shot and a chance at winning that game. Just want to follow up on what Thomas mentioned about Mason Harrell. I mean, that is your that's the pinnacle point. That's the guy who's leading the troops right now. And there have been injuries this season, but somebody else has to step up whenever yeah. whenever Mason's not playing. And somebody who slightly has is Jordan Mason. He's a freshman and you can't, if you're a team, especially who's had a lot of success in the past couple of years, you can't look to a freshman like Jordan Mason right. and hope he leads your squad. You need somebody else. Season to veterans. Yeah. And Nigel Caesar is one of those um, experienced veterans. And he had a game, I think it was two weekends ago where he popped off a 20 point game. Yeah. But other than that, haven't really seen anything from him. I mean, he has been injured, but just that one more player needs to step up and it can't just be Mason Harrell. Yeah, I think you. Uh, I think I think you hit the nail with the hammer there. Uh, it's Mason Harrell. Besides Mason Harrell, uh, as one of the returning players, we're really looking at freshmen step up on this um, Texas State basketball team. And in my opinion, from what I, I'd like to see more from Nate Martin and Davion Coleman, those are two guys that I feel like get their time on the court, but don't exactly show the type of leadership that this team frankly needs right now. There is an open spot right now for somebody to take control of this team and turn it around. Oh, yeah. So I believe, I've you know, I've talked to Coach TJ in the past while I was reporting, and he has these guys' heads on their shoulders straight. So I believe that he will be able to kind of steer them in the right direction and get this thing going. As we go over to the Texas State women's basketball side of things, they will take on Southern Miss tomorrow night at 5 p.m. at Southern Miss, so that will not be here in San Marcos. However, the last matchup was won by Texas State 62-52 to on January 28th in that overtime game. Denasia Hood led all scores in that game with 17 points. Guys, what do they need to do to replicate another win? They just need to keep the train going right now. Currently third place in the Sunbelt Conference. The top four teams get a bye into the Sunbelt Conference quarterfinals, so they're in a good position right now. And if you're Texas State, honestly, at this point, just keep the top four spots. You had a chance against Troy last weekend. Weren't able to capitalize on the win. But at this point, you just need to keep things going. Denasia Hood has looked good at at points in time, some games has a little bit of inconsistency, but for the most part, she's been really good. But a player I want to highlight is Ja'Kayla Bowie. Ja'Kayla Bowie has been going off lately. Um, I believe double figures 
in the past two games. That is a girl who's been stepping it up. And if she keeps it going, you got Ja'Kayla Bowie, you got Danasia Hood, and Kennedy Taylor. Tiana Eaton can hit her mid-range shots. This is a team who hopefully this is their year that they go deep in the tournament. Yeah, and with Ja'Kayla Bowie, like you said, I mean, I've watched her a couple games, and I'm like, I know this is women's basketball, but she's playing like Kobe Bryant out there, putting up them shots, and the way that she's been efficient on the floor. But just for this team to have success, especially going against Southern Miss, um, having that camaraderie, having each other's back, having that chemistry that they've had for so long. This team has been together forever. Um, so when you have that and you're able to move the ball with a uh, floor general like Candy Taylor, getting Tiana Eden, her open shots, getting Ja'Kayla Bowie, her spots, and Danasia Hood, her spots. When you have multiple threats like that and a floor general in Candy Taylor, it brings success offensively, and we see them have success defensively. They're able to – they communicate well. They communicate better than the men's team, and they're able to just – push the tempo up more than what we've seen from these other Sunbelt teams. But going into this matchup, if you have solid defense and they're able to, I don't know how the matchup will go if they're going to if Southern Miss will throw a press at them. But we saw with Troy, they weren't able to break the press and they have a few turnovers. If they're able to just get that situated in practice, breaking presses, having a set to run when you see a press, or just knowing where each girl is at, that will give them success in this matchup for sure. Yeah, I agree. When um, when you get a team like Texas, uh, Women's Texas State, that's obviously really hot right now. You try to do whatever you need to do to prepare for them. And, um, you know, they need to be aware of that. They need to be aware that teams have been watching film. They have been studying them. And um, when you have uh, weaknesses like they displayed at the Troy game, um, they're going to they're gonna get pressed on it. And uh, they're just going to have to adapt to it. They've been doing exceptional at adapting this season and uh, I see no reason that that changes this next game against Southern Miss. Absolutely. And I want to give a shout-out. I know you mentioned Jaquela Bowie, but I want to give a shout-out to the point goddess, Kennedy <laughs> Taylor. I mean, she's Amen. 11th in total assist in D1 basketball right now. Mm. She's had three 10-plus assist games this season, and she's only 20 assists shy of breaking the all-time Sunbelt assist record that was previously or currently held by Clement Hashkins of Western Kentucky University back in the 80s. So that total there is 731. That's the number to beat. So congratulations to Kennedy Taylor. I know she might get that this season with those assist games that she's put on this year. But speaking of breaking records, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Congratulations to LeBron James. In my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time what? to ever touch the hardwood for breaking the all-time scoring record. Guys, how are we feeling about this? I thought it was a amazing performance last night for the guys here in the room. I texted in our KTSW Teams chat that LeBron James would break the record last night. If anybody here in the room wants to confirm that, I, I did say it before yeah, the game. Did. So, LeBron James, 36 points, congratulations. And the fadeaway jumper there at the end was, I mean, yeah, spectacular. I don't, I'm don't. i at a loss of words right now. But as soon as it left his fingertips, he knew it was going to go in. And just congratulations to LeBron. I won't dive into, which John Carlos is probably about to dive into my greatest <laughs> player, but but it was definitely a pleasure to watch, and I'm glad that we were able to be alive and to watch that feat. Oh, yeah. yeah, now I'm grateful to see LeBron and his greatness and the fact that he wasn't even trying to chase this um, record at all. That's he just right. wants to win and <laughs> wants to get championships. 
but he's not the GOAT. And that's just my <laughs> humble opinion. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But um, it's, it was great to see, and especially with Kareem in attendance. Now, it would have been real nice if he hit a sky hook to get the breaking <laughs> record. That would have been nice. I would have been, oh, would post that all over Instagram, Twitter, and all that. But um, it's just exciting to see what he's what he's been able to do in his career, but he's not really worried about that. LeBron James is worried about winning, <laughs> getting this Lakers team a chance at the championship. Um, so mm. the fact that he's just not even focused <laughs> on breaking, I mean, they don't have a chance at the championship, but that's what LeBron's thinking, and that's just that's just the truth. So uh, laugh all you want. I don't, I don't care. But <laughs> he wants his team to win. He just wants success, and he's not out here looking just to pass up players, pass up, Hall of Famers. He knows he's a Hall of Famer. He knows he's one of the goats, and that uh, he's been the greatest in our generation to see for sure. So it's just a congratulations to LeBron, and I'm very grateful to have witnessed his career, and hopefully it continues for a long, long time. Yeah, um, really, really the scenes at 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 the game. It's just spectacular to see. This is one of those things that, you know, when I was a kid, I think most kids when they see basketball, the first question they ask is like, who has the most points ever yeah. in the league? And you know, now LeBron James gets to be that guy. Um I mean, it's yeah, it's truly spectacular. You know, you could tell how much that meant for him. His family was there. Bad Bunny was there for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, he congratulated him. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but, uh, you know, Kareem uh, handed him the torch afterwards. He was mic'd up the whole time. So, you know, despite what you think of the guy, you know, obviously second best player of all time, um, but it's 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 just incredible, and you got to be happy for him. You you really do. I mean, to 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 do what he's doing right now and what he's done – at his age is honestly just spectacular and you know we don't want to take that for granted because you know soon he'll be retired and the league will change completely absolutely however the thunder did spoil that wonderful mm -hmm. night by beating the lakers 133 to 30 i mean you know the Lakers, their main objective is trying to make the playoffs right now. They currently sit at 20 and 25. I mean, AD, he looked dejected all night. Russell Westbrook, he he sporadic at times, <laughs> you know, inconsistent. I I really want to know, what do you guys think the Lakers need to do to get back on track and try to get back to this playoff race? They need to make moves. They need to make moves because Hachimura is not going to get you in the playoffs. I tell you that much. Uh, as As – Wonderful as he's been playing for the Lakers, getting rebounds and stuff like that. They need to make moves. Honestly, it's going to be a non-pop opinion, but AD is just, he's Anthony Day-to-Day -day Davis. I mean, that man is injured all the time. I want him off the Lakers team. I want him somewhere. Send him to Orlando. I don't care. Orlando. Send, him to Send him to Detroit, somewhere where he's not going to win because the man has just not been playing any games so far for this Lakers team. And when he plays, he plays five games. He does amazing. We're like, oh, my gosh, this was worth the trade. And then he rolls his ankle again. So it's just it's horrible, and I want him off this team. I want them to make a move. I mean, Kyrie went to the Mavericks, so – they can make a move for him and get a solid piece that can help LeBron. Because LeBron, when he w first wanted Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, I mean, he had injuries, but it wasn't this bad. I don't know what's going on in Los Angeles. I don't know what he's doing, if he's tripping over the sidewalks or what. But he's just injured all the time. So I want the Lakers to make a move, get him off the team, send him cross country, send him to Canada. I don't care. <laughs> but get him out of here, please, and thank you. 
<laughs> I I don't know if the Lakers are one piece or multiple pieces away because, as John just mentioned, the Anthony Davis is definitely not the answer right now. I mean, he he did not look great last night. He he was barely involved. They fed LeBron James the ball, and he he was doing it all, but he couldn't even finish out the game. That's how much responsibility they just keep loading onto LeBron. I know it was a big night for him, but I mean. Russ sporadic, uh, as you just mentioned, but I don't, I don't know. This this Lakers team does not look like this Lakers team is a first round exit at best because this they were not impressive last night. I watched them when they played against Kyrie's Nets. They didn't even have KD, and they still couldn't even get within ten points. So this is a Lakers team whose first round exit, and that's it. Yeah, I mean it's hard to assess the team if you just watched them last night, obviously because they were just feeding LeBron the whole time. I mean, they do that a lot anyways, but when you talk about what needs to change on in the Lakers locker room, I think we should look less at what they need to add and look more at what they need to take away from their team. And I'm not calling out any specific player or coaching staff, but just, you know, there's teams in the league that have way less talent on their roster than the Los Angeles Lakers, you know. And despite what you say about Anthony Davis, you know, you you have to admit when he is playing at his fullest, he is one of the best bigs in the game. We cannot forget about that. So they have the talent. You know, they have a former MVP in Russell Westbrook. They have, you know, one of the greatest players of all time in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Just that three right there should be enough to not even – it shouldn't even be a discussion as to if they're going to make the playoffs or not, you know. So – they got to figure something out in there because something's gone wrong. And like I said, I don't know if it's in the coaching staff or in the locker room, but um, but yeah, they got to figure it out for sure. Well, you talking about that belief in one another. You look at the other side, the other bench, the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's a team mm-hmm. that's believing in themselves. I mean, that's the youngest team in the NBA. They have a young head coach, and those are guys that believe in one another. I mean, Josh Giddy was excellent last night and Shea Gilgis Alexander yeah I mean he's a fun guy to watch and David I mean honestly that's what it comes down to we talked about chemistry earlier in this in this broadcast and if you if you want to win games it comes down to believing in the man next to you oh yeah absolutely David yeah uh one more thing like you said about the chemistry uh the Lakers it seems almost every offseason they're just you know swapping players out you know like um so it's it's really hard to establish a good chemistry when you're just bringing in an entirely new to, uh, new team every year and uh, a new person to you know kind of lead the, or sub lead the charge with LeBron James. But yeah, that's that's all I had to say about. Oh yeah, that. you're absolutely right. We saw what happened after the 2020 Finals. After they won the championship, they blew that entire team up, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were asking questions to Rob Pelinka, like, "What are you doing? This team, you know, went out there and grinded it out, and they look like they fit well together." So. I don't know. We'll have to see what they'll do. Tomorrow is the last day of the trade deadline. So they have until tomorrow, I believe, at 2 p.m. Central Time to make a move, if they are going to make a move. And I like what you said, David. It's about what they need to remove more than what they need to add because teams aren't looking to make the Lakers better. Let's just let's just be honest here. Teams aren't going to be doing that. They're trying to make the playoffs for themselves and make a run for themselves. So they're going to have their own interest in mind. Um that is all we have for sports, though. We are going to have now the weather closing. Now, here in San Marcos, it's currently 48 degrees. It's cloudy with a high of 60 and a low of 44 for today. And rain 
throughout 1 p.m. for the and the rest of the day should be dry, but it will be cold tomorrow. Thursday will be 70 the high, sunny and 40 the low. So hopefully a lot better looking day tomorrow Thursday. But bundle up, stay inside, go to class, don't skip, do what you need to do. Absolutely. And that's all the time that we have for today's episode. If you're sad to see us go, do not worry because we'll have you covered again with everything Bobcat and Rattler related on our Friday edition of Bobcat Radio this week. If you enjoyed this episode of Bobcat Radio and want to keep continue hearing our iconic voices, then make sure you go and keep up with us by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. Also, don't forget to tune in to this weekend's slate of San Marcos High School men's basketball and both men and women's Texas State basketball. From David Castaneda, Giancarlo Cacho, and our wonderful producer, Joey Gonzalez, I'm Thomas Terry. Thank you for listening to this Wednesday's edition of Bobcat Radio. Now, let's get you to the back to the other side of radio.